Welcome to the Bitches Be Brave podcast. We know how difficult and crazy it can be to juggle family, career, and not to mention make time for yourself as a busy working mom. So it's time to get inspired and gain the tools to create a life you love. We are your hosts, Bev Steele and Heather Hobbs. Join us as together we motivate, inspire, and gain tools to thrive in all areas of life. Let's go. Welcome. On this episode of Bitches Be Brave, we interview Lynn Seth. And I just want to say this is an absolute must-listen-to episode for any women out there that are sitting in quarantine from the uh, COVID-19 right now and just kind of wondering, you know, what are you going to do after all of this ends and you have to go back to the chaos and the craziness of life? She is, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do when you go back? What are you going to do now? What is what's happening today telling you about yourself? Whether it's you don't even know what to do with yourself because you've been so invested in work or you know, maybe you're so completely happy and that should tell you something too. <laughs> right. If you're fearing going back. Um, yes. Lynn is, is somebody who really does, she, she works one-on-one with women to help them ignite their personal power and kind of be their true authentic selves. And I love right now the focus and the work that she's doing. She has a new ebook out that is going to be in our show notes that we talk about. Um, but to truly have you do some self-reflection right now during this time and to figure out how, number one, can you start to put yourself first and kind of do a, a roll call of your life and figure out, you know, where are some gaps and how can you use and take advantage of this time right now to maybe work on that? Yeah. I get a tissue out when she starts talking about taking a roll call or looking at your roles. Yeah. Made me a little teary eyed. Yeah. I'm actually going to dig into that a little more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an eye-opening discussion that again, I, I think you guys are going to love and I think it's a must listen to right now for, for everyone. So I can't wait for you guys to listen and let us know your thoughts and your feedback. So here we go. Welcome. We are here today with Lynn Seth, who is an experienced business leader, executive coach, keynote speaker, and former collegiate division one athlete. Lynn helps women ignite their personal power by unleashing their inner self leader, the leader within each of us who practices habits that enhance well-being, nurture our best selves, and optimize performance. Lynn brings her engaging and personable style to a global clientele list that includes Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, and prominent academic institutions. In her work, Lynn brings her expertise in behavioral change, specifically focusing on helping women implement habits that align with the life they desire. Recently, Lynn had the opportunity to do such work in her role as a performance coach for Know Your Value, an MSNBC national tour that helped women share their personal purpose with the world. And Lynn, I am so excited to have you here. I had the great opportunity to be part of one of your classes, um, one of your programs Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, and it really touched me in such a way. You were just such a motivation and an inspiration to me. And so welcome. And I'm so glad that you could be here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am very much looking forward to the conversation. 
Me too. And so Lynn, what a, an amazing, you know, experience that you have, but I'd love for you to just tell us about, you know, what you do now and how you got to this point and really the work that you do and having it be the passion that you love. Sure. Well, I, I'll do the best I can to tell it in a straight line, but I, I will say my life has gone a little bit in every different direction, but I, I'll say consistently, even in high school, early years in college, I've always been in the world of behavioral health, always spending time with health education and promotion. And I've been doing that for a variety of organizations from social work with organizations like Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, Planned Parenthood, um, University of Arizona. I've done a lot of different work in health education. And, and it's funny, when I met my husband 20-something odd years ago, I, I was in that arena, right? And I remember him saying to me, you're saving the world and that's wonderful, but you need to make some money. And so he, he encouraged me to experience the corporate environment. And so I took a lot of those skills, the training and the leadership and development and, and moved more into the corporate world. But I still couldn't leave my passion of, of wanting to do education and work more directly with impacting behavior. Um, so I, I found myself just kind of segueing around and I, I ended up in training and development in corporate settings, um, doing a lot of coaching from a leadership perspective. So a lot of leadership coaching. But what was interesting is when I was working with people, you know, they, they didn't always want to talk about being a leader at work in regard to leading other people. Before we could get to that, it was talking about how do I get my kid to, you know, get up and be independent and get breakfast and get out the door just so that I could get myself to work. So I found people, instead of wanting to talk about being leaders of people at work, they really wanted to learn how to be leaders of themselves in, in their own lives. So, you know, Heather, that's a long way of saying I, I've done a lot of different work, but at the end of the day, I've always come back to behavioral change in leadership. But now, from those experiences, I just find myself focusing on helping people learn how to be the, the leader of their own life mm -hmm. and really looking at how, how I can be a self-leader, taking control of my behaviors and my actions so that I can really be the mom or sister or daughter or wife or what have you that I want to be. Well, Lynn, it's like right now with COVID-19 and where we are all at today, I can, I, I keep saying no, nothing could have prepared us for this, right? Nothing can prepare right. us because we haven't been through it before. Right. But with your experience and expertise how how are you first of all how are you and your family doing mm -hmm. and how are you helping you know others your clients right now and and just kind of take us through what's going on with you today yeah you know i think like everyone else my family i have three kids and, and my husband we're hunkered down here at home and like everyone else we're we're day to day sometimes really hour to hour, right? Some days are better than others. Um, I find for me, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on routine with my family and trying to establish some kind of structure um, just to bring a little bit of normalcy to a time in our life that is like no other, 
right? And I find that is really what I'm doing with my clients. Um, everybody just wants a little bit, give me a little bit of structure, <laughs> give me a little bit of um, no knowledge or insight in regard to what's going to come next. And, and I'm constantly asking people, okay, what do you control? What, what power do you have? And, and we do have power in regard to putting somewhat of a structure together, even if it's in our own home. Mm-hmm. And I would think that it really becomes clear on if you're hiding behind some of your normal excuses you've said forever, like, well, if I didn't have to commute 45 minutes, I'd be working right. out. Or if I didn't, you know, have to go into my office every day, I would do this. And then all of a sudden you're in that position and you're like, whoa, you know, it is, it's hard to motivate yourself. It's hard when you have all the time in the world. It's hard when you're super busy. Yes. So I, I just, I really, I think that, you know, your knowledge could be very helpful for all of us to really kind of learn, like, how do you motivate in times of fear, in times of, you know, calendars are open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because a big part of, of, behavioral change is it's the desire it's the why right like being able to connect to the why and so if this is a period of time where you don't have a why maybe it's just the structure i I need some structure i need to have some sense of control over what's coming next and so my why might be i just want to know that every morning i'm going to get up at nine and walk because that's the only thing i can count on right? That, that's, that's my why. So that's going to be my go-to, my anchor for getting up and going every day um, out for a walk or to go for a jog or my why might be, I just want to be able to count on the fact that every night at 10 o'clock I go to bed. So, so it's, it's really behavioral change connected to that why piece, figuring out what your why is right now figuring it out, you know, and as everything seems to have shut down in our lives, um, maybe the why is when life gets up and going again, I want to have that sleep routine in place, or I want to have somewhat of an exercise routine in place, or I want to, you know, have better connection with my friends when life comes back together. Um, I don't know about you ladies, but this has been a great time for me to to make connections with people that I haven't really been talking to. Um, I had a wonderful, um, the, what did they call it? The new version of the sip and see, where it was this cocktail party with some girlfriends that I hadn't talked to in a while. And we had a wonderful Zoom conversation with cocktails. And mm-hmm. it was a wonderful unleashing of friends are great. And I want to be reconnected with these people. And so hoping that that habit will continue on after when life gets busy again, you know, my why of, I want to be connected to these people in, in experiencing the benefits of that can be huge when it comes to changing the behaviors that we have. I found that, you know, it has definitely been eye-opening. Um, I heard a, an awesome quote today that really just sat with me and it says, work is what we do. It's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And when I think about, you know, when the hustle and bustle of working and then, you know, you run right from work to sporting events and then making dinner and doing homework and all the craziness and you go to bed and you wake up and you do it all over again and your weekend, my weekends at least are just as busy as my weekdays because I, you know, boys and all the activities. And, um, 
but I think like some of the part that I, I'd love to get your feedback on this and is, you know, sometimes I think women don't always talk about how much they're juggling and how maybe they feel they're not doing a great job at the juggling. And so to Mm -hmm. your, to your point is feeling like you want to help women become leaders in their own life. And some of it is almost like getting it out there, right? Being real about the struggles and how do you help your clients kind of come to terms with that versus feeling like nobody understands my life is more complicated or more dysfunctional than, than what others appear to be. Yeah. So, so how do I help women come to terms with the realness that they're not perfect, the realness that it's okay to not be superwoman. And in fact, no one really is Yeah. for, for me, it's, it's really, um, I love what I do because it provides an opportunity to pull back the curtain for women to see other women's lives, right? Mm-hmm. To see that, look, there really is no superwoman out there. All of us are doing the best we can. We're, we're challenged. We're struggling, doing the best we can. The woman that you think has a perfect life, I guarantee she's been sitting in my office. I've been talking to her there's a part of her life where she's struggling. And, and I, I really enjoy the opportunity to expose that to people because I feel like there's a great deal of power in just appreciating that you don't have to be perfect. Most of us are not. Mm-hmm. If anyone is, I haven't met her or him. And that that's okay. Um, I, I think there's a lot of strength in being able to appreciate where you have some challenges and where you have some struggles um, because there's a lot of strength in just being able to ask for help in that. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing that Heather and I talk about a lot is just being really real that, Mm -hmm. you know, what we see out there on social media and, you know, that woman that looks like she's been at the gym all day and we're like, you know, or, you know, that superstar at work and, you know, everybody has their struggles and we're all putting on this front, like we can do it all. And, yeah, you really can't. You can't. Um, I just wanted wanted to get kind of back to that why because that really struck me. Um, because I having to work right now with all the craziness. Sometimes I'm feeling bad when I'm interacting with employees and I hear their baby crying in the background. Or so that whole why thing. I I actually not even knowing that was it was kind of having a talk with myself the other day, saying you know what can I do differently in work? And really, I've been leading every conversation with any employee or client is like, how are you doing? How are you Uh doing? Let's connect on a personal level first. And it's Uh been so great because normally I personally am trying to get to the next task. I need to get off this call because I got 20 million things and I got a kid to pick up. So so for me, I really like said, okay, today it's not going to be about closing a deal or, you know, looking great to my boss. It's going to be about connecting to the people that I work with and the people that I interact with during the day. And it's actually helped me a lot. And I feel like that why, as you put it for anything like my run or my sleep, if you just kind of talk yourself through that, it does change that whole perspective of a chore or something that you have to do to something that you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think the struggle is we, we jump automatically to the success factor of I'm going to be, I'm going to have had success if I go to the gym every single day this week, as opposed to stepping back and understanding 
why you even want to go to the gym every day that week, right? Like maybe it is, like I said earlier, just so that you can establish routine. That that might be it for someone. And that's that's perfect. That's fine. Somebody else, it might be because I I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to gain muscle. It's getting clear on that why is what I find directs people and really pushes them towards any kind of behavioral change. And I think sometimes people get lost in that concept of why, right? There's a lot of the work that I do is helping people identify their big why in life, like your personal purpose, which is your compass that guides you through major life decisions and really how you function. But even in everything that we do, there's a why, right? Like there's a why in regard to the the extra time that I'm going to take to interact with my my nine-year-old, even though I have a slew of things that I need to do. There's a why behind that, that, that typically feeds into our bigger personal purpose. But trying to step back and not get caught up in being victorious in, a, in accomplishing a task and appreciating the why is in the end going to help you accomplish that task, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder if it's all these things that are happening to us will really change us as people and as a culture when we get back to all the craziness yeah. that we're used to, or will we just all fall back into it. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, Bev, I, I really do hope we are changed. I hope we are shifted in, in a way that, that speaks to us. Um, it, it's just some things I've been stopping and pausing and paying attention to. I see more people out walking with their families. I, I've met more neighbors in my community than I have in the last couple of years since I've lived here. Yeah. Just even saying hi from a distance. Um, in, in the why for me getting out and making those connections was because I needed routine and structure. But it's also serving other things, right? I'm making connections. I'm, I'm building relationships that I hope will carry on beyond, you know, this containment period. Yeah. So how do you balance, um, when you're talking about a why, because I think for so many of us um, who have families, you know, your why is going to be your kids and providing and and obviously caring and raising good human beings. Um, But there's also, I always find like there's yourself, right? You're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're still you and you still have Mm -hmm. your inner desires and you have your career aspirations. Um, so I think, I mean, how do you then get back? Is Do you feel it's it's possible to really maintain balance in career and personal life, maintaining both of those whys? Um, and, you know, what's the best way to keep that in check when we go back to life as normal? Yeah. So here's my thing. I'm not a big fan of balance. <laughs> I'm not. I'm we aren't not, either. So that's I, good. <laughs> I don't buy into the balancing because Perfect. for me, it, it means that if I'm not balanced, whatever that is, I'm failing in yeah. some area. And, and, and I don't see life black and white like that. So instead, I really focus on how, how is it that I want my life to look? How do I want to show up? in that life and with that mindset how do i how do i pull these different pieces of my life together in appreciating that there is not going to be balance most of the time you know in order for me to really thrive 
in one area of my life, I may need to be giving another area more of me in that moment, right? I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction out of working, out of, of partnering and connecting with people. When I do that, I find myself going back to some of my other roles as a mom or as a partner, or I'm better. I'm better for that. So I, I really, for myself, I, I don't preach the balance piece. I really, really ask people to think about how do you want to show up and how do you get the different pieces of your life to work together and be in harmony so that you can show up in that way. And again, being in harmony does not mean that you are equal percentage in every single yeah. space. It's just that the pieces are playing nice together, right? It sounds a lot like mindfulness, right? And being present. And those are mm -hmm. words that we, you, you hear so much about, but I feel like that's in essence, kind of what you're really saying is like things, maybe you have times where work is going to be insane and you're going to have weeks where it is, but you just need to be in work and not necessarily being carrying the guilt and the stress with you of what you're not doing at home and vice versa completely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just to build on that, Heather, I, th I think some people forget the piece of mindfulness is about being present in the moment, but it's also about being present without judgment, mm -hmm. right? Being present focused in, in engrossed in what you're doing and connecting to without feeling like I'm a terrible mom because I'm not doing X, Y, or Z, or I'm a terrible daughter because I didn't do that. The reality is most of us, when you're completely engaged and connected and getting some positive return from something, as I said, when you go back to those other roles, you're going to be better for it. Mm. I, not not with judgment, not not yeah. doing things with judgment is key. I, yeah, that's a that's a tough one, especially judgment of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I always think kind of the balance thing is really that we put people that are really disciplined, you know, up on a pedestal, like oh, they're yeah, so, so disciplined, you know. Yeah, I wish I would. And to be disciplined, you know, you're getting you're all balanced. You're getting you're hitting all the markers, but you're not being spontaneous. You're not able to change as easily. And there's a price to be paid for that. So right. I think that, yeah, I agree with you. You know, balance, as Heather would say, is a load of, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think that it's those individuals that are so rigid that really have a hard time relating to others or being able to evolve and change, which we're all going to have to do it. We're all doing it right now. Mm -hmm. And if you are so rigid and disciplined, you're not going to be able to, to yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and I find those people that are so rigid, they're, frankly, they're not breathing, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're holding on so tight that they're not breathing and allowing for the opportunity of anything else to present itself that could maybe make their life a little easier or better because they're so rigid and stuck in, 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 I mean, we all, people that are rigid like that end up that way for a variety of different reasons, but it's, it's often like a survival thing, right? Like mm -hmm. they're, we are just trying to survive. And so we feel like if we hold on tighter, we're going to be able to survive. But mm -hmm. a lot of times it's about what can you let go of to give you some of that air and oxygen that you need, right? And in order to be more creative, be more productive. What can you let go of? It's funny because in my work, a big part of um, 
the practice that I ask everyone to embrace is actually what we are all experiencing right now. And that's really stopping and pausing and taking a break. Um, I talk a lot to people about, you know, you can proactively choose to take breaks in your life or take recovery practices, or you can have forced recovery, which is what we are all doing now. But the recovery time, the time when you stop, when you let go, when you breathe, that's where you come up with the amazing business plan, right? That's where you, you actually reconnect with your friends. That's where you nurture those relationships. It's when we actually pause. And so now we are all experiencing this forced pause, which for some of us, depending on your perspective, can feel like you're being controlled and, you know, someone's trying to tell you what to do and you're going to be mad about it. Others of us are panicked and fear struck and regardless, it's a pause. And so I encourage my clients and everyone to think about how are you using this pause? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing with your recovery break? Um, because the other thing is uh, recovery is not, it's not a time of just sitting and doing nothing. It's a time of replenishment, yeah. right? Like how, what are you doing to replenish during the downtime, during the pauses. And, and I think um, what I find is people, it's hard for people to pause for a variety of reasons. Um, but, but when we stop and we be still, that's when you're forced to actually look at life, right? You're mm -hmm. forced to actually think about who you are and how you're showing up, what your relationships are like, um, how are you doing in all of your different roles. Um, so, so I find people constantly wanting to go as opposed to stopping and pausing. Mm -hmm. I feel like when this is all said and done, so many of us will look back and go, oh, I just, I wish I could go, I wish I had more time or I wish I could go back and take advantage of that. And I keep trying to tell myself that too, like, I'm going to want to go back to this. So yes. what can I do to cherish it and yes. take advantage of it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's a perspective shift, right? It's just a shift of living with a regret is horrible. And could you imagine walking away from however long we're going to be in this moment and sitting and saying, gosh, I really wish that I, you know, connected with my friends more, or I really wish that I put some energy towards that amazing idea that I've been trying to work through. This is the time. This is yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think it can really tell a person where you may be really spending too much time. So mm -hmm. if you're like really a workaholic and all of a sudden you're at home, you have no hobby. You don't even yeah. know what to do with yourself. And you like just having this time is frustrating. Yeah. So what does that say? You know, what, you know, I, my husband often says, why would I ever retire? What would I do? You know, it's <laughs> like, well, you better <laughs> get a hobby, honey. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a good time to explore that because I think we go right, you know, from schooling into our careers yeah. and we're working hard and we stop developing either the ability to play and have fun mm -hmm. or maybe explore a creative side. We get stuck in front of a TV or a, you know, a smartphone and that, that's not a hobby. It's not. And, and I think it can be hard. A lot of people say, why would I ever stop working or retire? because I'll have to sit and think, right? I'll have mm -hmm. to actually figure out who I am without this job description in front of me. Mm -hmm. And that can be really scary for a lot of people. Um, but again, paradigm shift, change of perspective. Where's the opportunity in that? 
you know, it's a great opportunity for your husband to find a new hobby or to, you know, to discover something um, that is going to give him or her or whomever that joy that they seek and get from work. Mm-hmm. You did a really, when I was part of the um, Human Performance Institute program that I did with you years ago, you took us through an exercise that literally changed my life and really brought me almost to tears um, when I looked at my answers. And that was when you just talked about the roles, right? And you had us write down kind of all the roles that we are. So mm-hmm. as a career, as a colleague, as a coworker, as a boss, but as a wife, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, all yeah. of those different roles. Mm-hmm. And then you, I believe, had us grade ourselves mm-hmm. on how we thought we were or how, I can't remember if it, anyway, I would love for you to go through and describe it, but it, you basically had us grade ourselves. And when we looked at it, the high performing goal, my high performing scores were at work, right? Like yeah. I give my best to my boss. I give my best to my colleagues, to my team, but I literally didn't feel like I was giving my best to my husband or to my kids and mm-hmm. to my parents and sisters. And so that just, it was such an eye opener. And I feel like, um, I'd love for you to maybe talk about if you, you know, if you can, if you, that's something you still sure. utilize, but I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe you're talking about an exercise I do called roll call. And so it is people doing an inventory and taking a look at all the different roles that you have. How are you showing up in those different roles? And it's, it's interesting because you can do it from the perspective of how you think you're showing up. But then I often ask people, how would your, you know, the people you're serving in those roles grade how you're showing up? How would your kids, how would your parents, your siblings grade how you're showing up? And that can be a real challenge. Um, What I find is people walk away from that saying, I have a lot of different roles where I'm just giving little pieces of myself. And there's not one particular role, maybe work, if any, but there's not one particular role where that really gets the best of me. Um, And so I give a lot of little pieces of myself to a lot of different parts, but the best of me rarely shows up, rarely shows up. And so providing women with the opportunity to look at what are the practices you can put in place so that you can show up the the way that you want to when you want to. So you work all day, giving out a lot of energy, being kind, being patient with people that you work with all day when you go home to the people and things you love, what do you have left for them? You know, are you showing up the way that you would, you want to? And if not, what can we do about that? You know, that's, that's the purpose of the roll call exercises, looking at how you're showing up in the different parts of your life, who's getting the best of you. If you're not okay with that, what can we do about this? Um, and I, I get it. That's the essence of my work is helping people reclaim their power by looking at where they are now and where they want to be and putting plans in place to help them be the person they want to be. That's the whole lead her solutions practice is looking at how we can tweak behaviors. How can we adjust your, your internal narratives so that you can align more with who you want to be? What are the practices? Yeah. And until you do that, you don't really know what, what it stems from. 
it's kind of, I, I'm a runner and when my knee starts to hurt, you know, I've learned that that means I haven't been stretching and my mm -hmm. hips are tight or my back, you know, mm -hmm. it's starting from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And until you really peel back the onion, you don't know if the reason why you're so spent at night is because you're, you haven't focused on that sleep or you have some dream that you keep putting off or, you know, there's just so much that we carry yeah within ourselves or, you know, you're putting too much at work and you skip lunch and you drank coffee all afternoon. Mm -hmm. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of different things that can play into that. So I like that, that your program really looks at that. And it isn't just about, Hey, to be a leader, you got to put on that power suit and make sure right. you have your LinkedIn and you know, you're checking mm -hmm. in with your employees kind of thing. Right. Exactly. It's, it's looking at what are the practices that are going to help you be who you want to be. But what I find is people haven't even done that first step, yeah. that targeted assessment of figuring out wait, who am I trying to be? Who am I as my best self? Mm -hmm. What is my personal purpose? I work with some of the most talented, intelligent people in the world running major corporations. And when I ask them, okay, what's your personal purpose? A lot of them can't articulate that. They haven't taken the time to define that mm -hmm. from their own perspective. Now they can tell me what the mission is of their corporation or their department, or, but when it comes to themselves, their self, they, they really, it's a miss for them. And so it's extremely important as you're trying to show up as your best self, that you take the time to actually figure out what that is, right? Well, like figuring out what is the, the target? What's the goal that we're after? Once we can identify that, then we can stop and look at how are you showing up right now? So that goes back to that roll call exercise, right? Like what, what are you doing in your different roles? If I asked your kids, how would they describe that you're showing up as a mom? If I asked your, your partner or your parents, how are you showing up? Once we get clarity on how you're showing up, we can do a gap analysis in regard to where you want to be, and then we can put practices into place, right? Do you need to be practicing more recovery? Do you need to be taking more breaks in your day? Do you need to make sure you get a run in before you actually go into mom role or wife role or what have you? Because that run makes you feel relaxed or great or what have you. Do you need to work on sleep? Do you need to work on your social relationships? because the connections that you have with other people help you be better in that role that you wanna be as mom or wife or what have you. Everything that I do is about helping you figure out what are the practices, what are the strategies that are gonna help me live the life that I want. And, and we in, in HPI lingo, as you probably remember, Heather, mm -hmm. we refer to that as training. Mm -hmm. How are you training to be the best version of yourself? So often we just wake up and we're just winging it, right? We wake up and we're like, I'm going to go out here and I hope that I can do the best I can, but we don't put any intentional practices in place. And, and I wish that we could just wing it, but that's not how your great stuff comes out. It actually mm -hmm. takes being intentional and strategic about exercising and eating and all, all that good stuff. I find uh and I think a lot of us type A's, you know, we, you kind of have some of those compartments that you will focus, especially, you know, you start the new year, you have your resolutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to have more, you know, you kind of check the buckets of things, 
the one thing I found, and I, I became very intentional about this last year was I stopped giving myself permission to just go have fun and be with friends. And I literally had to make that a goal because I give, 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 like I'm either at work or I'm at home or I'm working on my, you know, trying to work mm -hmm. out or whatever it is. And, um, I missed friends and I missed just yeah. going and having fun. And so, I mean, as simple and as silly as it sounds, I mean, once a month was my goal, like to do something yeah. fun. And it just, it was a, it was a life changer because it made me feel like me again, you know, just, it, it brings out the inner me, not me right. as mom or me as wife yes. or me as a employee, but yes, yeah, I think we miss yeah. that. There's a big energy resource that tends to get missed and that's the social energy piece, right? We, we, especially as women, we're, we're creatures of the tribe. We like to be connected. Now, I always say all tribes are not created equal right? You need to make sure you're with people that add value and, and help nurture you. Those are the, the tribes that we want to target and lean into. But sometimes we, we see that as a luxury, just connecting with friends. And, and I think it's important to see it as, as a necessity um, because that, that's your connection. That's how you, you nourish a side of yourself that's not going to come from the mom role, right? Or, mm -hmm. or the partner role. Um, someone is actually feeding into you for you as yourself, as opposed to you, the, the corporate executive, or like I said, the mom or what have you. The, the connection with our friends or that social energy is, is really important. I think that at this time you talked about the sip and see that you were on yeah. with your friends. And I know that for me, I, with my, my mom, who's 90 and my mm -hmm. brothers and my sister, we've been FaceTiming every day where we can see everybody. Mm -hmm. You realize how important that social connection so, is absolutely. when you are not able to have it and just being able to see someone's face and have a laugh. Yeah. Together, yeah. Oh, it, it's such a great feeling. Mm -hmm. Such a great yeah. feeling. It's it's part of that recovery that I talk about, mm -hmm. that replenishment that we all need. And and I too have been doing those um Zoom or FaceTime connections yeah, mm -hmm. with family and friends. And I do feel like there is a benefit to this purposeful pause, this forced pause that we've all been on. And it's it's appreciating how much we do value that and how much of an important resource social connection is to all of us. It's, it's not a luxury. It's something we really need. It's a necessity in our lives. Yep. Oh, so many good things. And this ties in so well with your, I know you have a new ebook that yes. you are rolling out. And so I'd love for you to tell our listeners about your ebook and about your company that you have and where they can even hear more of your amazing nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the company that I have is Lead Her Solutions, and our work is really just helping really busy people like myself, specifically women, tap into their personal power, right? If you look at that locus of control and thinking about it being more internal as opposed to external, and helping women figure out what are the things that I need to do so that I feel better, so that I'm acting better in my roles, and then I'm just personally showing up better in everything. And so what I've really done is put together our blueprint, our system, our busy living system, 
to help people figure out what are the steps that I need to take to help me show up better. Um, and so I believe you all have a link that you'll be sharing with your, yeah. with your audience and people can access that free ebook and take a look at not only our theory, but how we implement it. The four different steps that we go through all the way from identifying that target, right? What is it that you're after? Assessing how you're showing up figuring out what are the practices, what are the actions that need to that you need to take all the way to sustainability and actually living out the life that you desire. So I'm excited for your audience to have that um, and take a look at the system that I use with my clients all over the world. Yeah, Thank you such so a much. great time yeah. to, to have that, the ability to see your ebook and to, to do some work as we've been talking about. And I do love the name of your company, Lead Her. The yes. Kind of yes. words is great. Yes. So Lynn, one of the questions that we always ask our guests, what does it mean to you to be brave? I love this question. Um, and I have to tell you, for, for me to be brave, it's, it's being your true authentic self. It's really being able to appreciate the good stuff that you have and the not so good stuff that you have. And I find as women, we struggle with both, frankly. <laughs> we struggle with identifying the good stuff that we have and talking about it. it takes a lot of courage for us to be able to, to identify our strengths and, and, and share with people what we do well and what we've done well. Um, but we also struggle with identifying where we're challenged and the need to ask for help. And we all need help. So I find the people that are the most brave are the people that are, are willing and able to be the most authentic, the most true to themselves, the, the people that are willing to talk about the good stuff about them and the stuff that they're struggling with. Uh, too often we spend a lot of energy trying to mask both of those things, right? We don't, we don't wanna talk about the stuff we're great at and we don't wanna let anyone know that we're not superwoman. And the reality is, all of the women that I work with all over the world, which is a blessing. I get to see all different kinds of women. I haven't met a perfect one yet. Mm -hmm. and, and the reality is a lot of us are doing the best we can time to time. We mess up and that's yeah. okay. And, and just being able to be that person that says, I don't know how to do this. I'm scared. I need help. Or to be the person that says, oh, I'm really great at this. I think it takes a lot of courage. And I think that's, that's really being brave. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Asking for help doesn't equate to failure. It equates to human. That's what it, it we all are, to, everybody. Yeah. It, it equates <laughs> to strength for me. The strength, yes. That ask yes. for help are the strong ones. Yeah. That's so well said. Oh my gosh, yeah. so good. Lynn, thank you so very much for being on here and for sharing your ebook with our listeners and for taking the time today. Um, you are truly amazing. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you so Thanks. much for what you do. I am a big yeah. fan and I will be Thanks. looking for future uh, classes and information from your podcast. Vice awesome. versa. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynn. Talk Thank to you. you. Everyone Thanks, stay Lynn. safe. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.